That's a hot dog. It comes from Earth. Do you like it? There's no dog in this. 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 That's a hot dog. It comes from Earth. Do you like it? There's no dog in this. 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 That's a hot dog. Do you like it? It comes from Earth. There's no dog in this. That's a hot dog. Do you like it? It comes from Earth. There's no dog in this. That's a hot dog. You like it? It comes from Earth. There's no dog in this. That's a hot dog. You like it? It comes from Earth. There's no dog in this. That's a hot dog. It comes from Earth. You like it? There's no dog in this. 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 That's a hot dog. It comes from Earth. You like it? There's no dog in this. 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 That's a hot dog. You like it? It comes from Earth. There's no dog in this. That's a hot dog. Do you like it? It comes from Earth. There's no dog in this. That's a hot dog. Do you like it? It comes from Earth. There's no dog in this. That's a hot dog. Do you like it? It comes from Earth. There's no dog in this. 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 Dog what the hell? Okay, I go on vacation. Yep. There's a George Papard video. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at a show image. People can't see it. Well, yeah, they can. Um, where is this now? At, well, now it's up on the Instagram If they're listening story. to this, it gets on Instagram, yeah. Okay. Or iTunes? It doesn't show up on iTunes. Right, but before this podcast was released, like right now they could see it, even though they're, oh, it's they on don't, Instagram even though they story. can't hear this right now. Yeah. They could be. Someone could be looking at it right now and in not knowing that we're our, recording. We're, we'll do some. Yeah, we'll, let's do some. That's how real. That's in, how real shit's going. In, Getting in session. What is this movie? Why do I keep dealing with George Papard and this hot dog thing? Well, Why? as you know, I love going to the local library, the Park Hill Branch Library, and they have an amazing movie section. And I found Battle Beyond the Stars. It's a Roger Corman cult classic. A Battle Beyond Time, Beyond Space. George Papard plays the cowboy. With the scotch whiskey belt. Yep. Usually he puts, I think his belt can also dispense ice and soda. Mm-hmm. But that scene that's on Instagram is like closer to the end of the movie and things are getting heavy and he's a little stressed out. And she's like, oh, you forgot to, you forgot to put in the, what? Your window's open. I don't give a shit, man. Space opera on a shoestring. You got that right. It's a good movie, though. It's like very creative and like uh, James Horner did the music. John, John Sales wrote the screenplay. I like John Sales. I think he went to Williams College, which I'm is sure where I did. went, which is the top-ranked college university in the nation. Yeah, John Sales looks like he could just bend you over his knee. Take that street PhD and. Oh, I think John Sales has a street 4G. PhD. Huh? Yeah, John. What? He looks like he could whip your ass. John Sales? Oh yeah. Really? He'd fuck you up. You'd come <laughs> at him like, "Oh, Williams alum." He'd be like, "Get the fuck back." He is. A, is he who I'm thinking of? 
Maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's got it in his eyes, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. And he's attached to an, a new project, De- uh, Django Lives. Not a sequel to Django Unchained, but a sequel to the spaghetti Western classic Django. Nice. Starring uh, Franco Nero. You Natch should... 77. Whisper in your lover's ear. Text the Soundhawk. That's me. 303-548-6877. Food news eventually. We just had to get through the movie news. We make podcasts. Nope. Different tagline. Damn it. That's a good tagline, though. It's the studio. We do make podcasts. We've got... A lot tell of... Tell them. About all the ideas? Nah, let's not tell them. Nah. We'll let it be a surprise. Yep. So your old uh, employer kicked out... A little article, right? Four Instagram food trends that you, you should know about. What? Look at you! You're jumping over the Icelandic saga, demystifying seventy six. Oh, sorry, I was working from my notebook. That's fine. We'll start with the uh, Instagram, then we'll come back. Yeah, yeah. You want me to take this one? It's your yeah. You, <laughs> you work there. It's your world. This was up front. We're both supposed to be prepared. For I this. don't understand the intricacies of Instagram to food trends. <clears throat> you do. Oh, boy. No, I looked at it. I've got comments. There's food trends that apparently get launched on Instagram. New Hope article, check it out. Link in the show doc. Show doc available to newsletter subscribers. Hi at natch.is. Text the sound doc. Supposed to give the number. Instagram stories. Hmm? I don't know. Just saying words. Uh-oh. So here's four trends that are apparently popping, that are going to pop. On the gram. Because they're on the gram and they're going to come at you. Off the gram in real life. New Hope failed to factor in the impact of the new stories feature on Food Trend, though. Not and as the way Real Natch uses it. Yep. We're going to launch Food Trends. In the, yeah. This, these aren't Instagram Food Trends. Instagram Story Food Trends. They're more life trends, though. But how about the Cronut? Well, that's launched the notion of the Instagram what? Food Trend. No. The Cronut? I think so. You're tracing it back to the Cronut? Well, the New Hope article starts with the Cronut. Anyway, here's what they are. You tell me what you think. Avocado. I thought this would be a good name of a bar. Mm-hmm. Avocado Rose. The Avocado Rose. Avo- it could be the name of the show. The show. Avo- anyway. Did you Av- know there's a restaurant, I think it's near San Francisco, called the Stinking Rose? Oh. Because they use a lot of garlic. That's not good. Okay. Uh, yeah. But the Avocado so, Rose. Avocado Rose, just because. That's well, my note. My note is questionable use of time. Giving the browning rate on that fruit. Let me you see that book. In my notebook. I'm not going to read your notes. I just want to see the lovely just says Natch. public supply notepad you have. I got there. this at the Denver Flea. We oh went my there God. Did you weekend. Su- yeah. You subscribed to that on Instagram. I couldn't take it. It was like one post every five minutes. Well, it's because their event was happening. Oh. I think they've scaled back since I should, then. I should resubscribe. <laughs> I stopped following it. Classic. Let me just, I'll, I won't look inside. I love a good public supply book. Made in USA. You remember, uh, <laughs> what is chicken scratch you put on there? It says uh, Natch, August 2016. Huh. I imagine I'll fill this up. Public probably. supply, made in America, made movement when I had a desk mm-hmm. inside their building. They were buddied up to them. Okay, avocado rose. What? Waste of time, browning? Yeah. So the, what this is, is you carve the avocado into a rose shape. Into a very delicate rose shape. It's very pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. I'm not going to do that. Cauliflower rice. Lower glycemicity. That's not a word. Lower glycemic than... Actual what? rice. Correct. Maybe less uh, arsenic, too. You grind cauliflower, right? You uh, Steam it. And then you cook it. And oh, boy. Who was that? Keep your wife in check. Yeah. Nope. That's a, it's, a, it's a free offer from Verizon. Oh, thank God. Let me turn that off. Cauliflower so, rice? Yep. Nice. 
my notes. Yeah, I don't know. I think rice is okay too, you know? I'm going to keep eating rice. Now, home run of the group, the sushi burritos. You see that? Oh, yeah. I also saw that you can get one in Boulder. What? Yeah. It's where? Still, I don't know. That's why I wrote down. Where? Where? New Hope mentions that you can get them, you know, in every city from blank to Boulder. Well, let's ask them on Twitter. Yeah. Do it right now, Mark. Let's live tweet. Well, it's going to take me a second to find... I'm going to reply to that tweet. All right, like a pro. So tell them what the sushi burrito is. Oh, it's just like a gigantic sushi roll. Yeah. About the size of a Chipotle burrito. Instead of a tortilla, it's wrapped in seaweed. Yeah, it's like sushi. Oh, my God. What the hell was that? That was just... I don't know. It sounded like you were pulling a Band-Aid off of a moist wound. I'm excited to be back. Yeah, it's doing the show. Why don't you uh, I'm, I'm finish, doing, I'm, finish this, and we'll talk about Iceland. We'll talk about what happened with oh episode boy. 76, and then we'll move forward. Uh, how many days ago did they do this? Jeez, dude. Yeah, this is not good audio. Maybe we should hit pause while I do this. Here. Uh, the, there's one more trend, uh, spiralized veggies. Yeah, tell them about that. They're like veggie noodles for the, the low-carb. Replace the pasta with yeah. sweet potato, mm-hmm. parsnip. I like this trend, and what actually, were the vegetables. Just you can do anything really, and I like this trend. And actually, I buy. Uh, I don't. I don't buy like flour noodles anymore. I just buy like the ones that are made from beans and stuff. The dried noodles that are made from like quinoa or beans. You're a bean-based noodle guy. Yeah, I thought huh. like, I'd rather eat a noodle that gives me some protein. Huh. But anyway, I like this trend. But as with many decent food trends, it's been co-opted by <laughs> the most annoying food trend of all. Paleo. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. It's like, oh, ooh, paleo. Let's just paleo, paleo. So you can't, yeah, you paleo can't, won't die. I feel like you can't go to the store and buy this without people thinking you're some paleo wingnut. Mm. So there's, yeah, you don't want to, oh, here it is. Upcoming. Got it. Ooh, pro. Got it. Reply. Oh, who, who am I right now? Who am I replying as? You should reply as Real Natch. Well, Master oh, of the Hoot Suite. Oh, man, this is. Oh, no. Now I got to start over. What happened? Oh, I'm gonna go to bed. What? What? Oh, I don't know who I'm replying as. You know what? You can send this later. It really doesn't fucking matter if you do it right now. This is showing uh, not a very good grasp of how this medium works. There's no reason you need to do this with such urgency. It's right here. I'm gonna plot. I don't know. Where Where do we go to get a sushi burrito? It's about time for another Boulder quest. I haven't been up to Boulder in a while. I was close to Boulder. No, we were in Boulder. Our last With an exclamation point, not a, not a question mark. Yeah. Our Where last... do we go in Boulder for a sushi burrito? That was loud. Sorry, everybody. Oh! Oh, my God. No, I It's loud a, again. I added a column. Oh, my God. This is terrible. You are a fucking amateur, man. Here we go. Now, I know it's coming from Natch. Where do we go in Boulder for a sushi burrito? Tweet. Oh, Jesus. The I model gotta, of efficiency. Now I gotta remove this. Okay, I think I'm done. Let's just, we can do this quick bit of news. Yep. Where are we? I'm back. I don't know. You update, you, you included an article about algae based shrimp. Yeah, you wanna do that one? But you included it only for the, the note at the bottom of the article. No, 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 no. About how Google. This is our boys. Our new Wave Girls. Foods. New, new Wave? New Harvest? I think it's New Wave New foods. something. Yeah, they're the shark fin people. They're doing the shark fin. But they're smart now. They're making food that people would actually want to eat. They pivoted on, pivoted on this for a while over to shrimp. Did. They're trying to get the texture right. 
made out of algae, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I remember because I saw this headline, I think, while I was traveling. Mm. Nice one. Good segue. Like, algae serving, or Google serving the new algae shrimp. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Then when I actually got to the article, update. Yeah. They'd just gone and given a demo to Google. Google is not serving the, the But shrimp what's weird again. is that update was at the bottom, but nowhere out in that article does it mention Google anymore. Mm-mm. It makes no sense. I killed Google. They took it out of the headline. They, so Google is not serving the algae shrimp, but, you know, one day they will. Maybe. Big story. Big story. And you were, Scandal. okay, moving on, you were close to some algae blooms, I take it, when you were on your trip to Iceland. Now's the time? Yes. Yes, I yeah, deem it time. Visited, visited an algae pond for my consulting practice. Oh, did you now? Mm-hmm. Saw that in action. They're making some Icelandic algae. Because everything out of Iceland has got the allure of clean, vital. Of ice. Viking. Clean. Strong. Oh, I am uh, Scandinavian, you were asking. I'm going to get to that. Hold on. So here's how, here's the trip update. I'll make it quick. Let's see if you can do it. <laughs> it won't be Because I get lambasted for a lengthy trip update. Here's how we roll into town. I'd like to hear more about the flight out there. Nope. Well, first of all, the flight was amazing uh-huh. on Iceland Air. Okay. Free baggage. I watched The Revenant free. Two and a half hours of Leo just... Just taken care of. God, what a brutal movie that was. How much, how much did the foot massage cost? No. And then we, we get to Iceland. It's like midnight, time change, all that. But it's light out. Mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. We catch the public bus. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Into Reykjavik. You and Red Twist. We should, we should we are, mention we are, season travelers. Season travelers. World travelers. They're not sticking out. They're this not, is how we do it. They're not, they're not unfolding maps and pointing. and. No looking. kids. So we're rekindling that Daggers. You were traveling team. like daggers, weren't you? One bag each. Oh, one bag between us. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like each a backpack and then one bag between yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, close to a dagger. A dagger would be just each with a backpack. Yeah, we didn't. It, we, this wasn't a backpacking. It was an actual suitcase that rolled. Did you bring those jorts? Did you pack those jorts? <laughs> jorts, nope. They, they happened after. I think these. Okay. We should get a picture of the jorts for the newsletter. There's not. I asked. I've, I've been asking around. I, I think it, there's, it's there's some ageism. Well, they're just a weird length. No, old uh, people don't. But the young people are wearing the jorts, man. I know, but you're an old person. Is what I'm. Yeah, that's true. I can't pass as a middle school boy. No, let's add this to the story. Okay, you get that on the story. Another game. So we hit the town. We catch the public bus. It's about an hour into Reykjavik. Forty-five minutes into Reykjavik, we land in Reykjavik. What are you doing? You're not listening to my story. I'm hearing your story. We've we've rented an apartment in the 101 district, which is apparently kind of hip. Red. Oh. Red we got to get from the bus station to the 101 in the dead of night with our luggage solo. And you give me shit about my vacation updates. We crushed it. We navigated the streets. It was about a 10-minute walk. It's 2 a.m. Wow. Without cell phone? Did you use GPS? No. Ooh, just relying on instincts. Some sort of strange antique map. But then we get into that room, and lo and behold, above the bed, that glorious painting that is the... It's the episode 76 painting. It's, it's, it's the show image. It's the very flexible man with the pasty dong. <laughs> God. But right above, above the, the bed. bed. That's right good, there. though. They're setting the mood oh, for romance. No, I, I lied. It's, it's on the wall next to the bed. Mm. So you can see it from the bed. As you're using the bed. Mm-hmm. You can just keep an eye on it. So that's my first Icelandic saga story. 
The wow. second would be your first is already longer than my whole. No, last BS, BS. You were still ta- okay. Let's Talking keep, about your minivan. Keep it moving. Dreams. Worst dreams of my life. Mm. I think it was because the sunshine. You know, it. This, there was eighteen hours of sunlight a day. It never really fully got dark. You the, can try your hardest to put the mask on and close the blinds and. That's a UPS truck, but we all know the diva does not like sleeping with a mask on. It was constricting. I didn't feel right. Oh. My dreams were were hard. One, I dreamed that I uh, woke up in the morning, mm. had some coffee, visited the bath, visited dream. the bathroom, felt weird, looked in the bowl, crawling with worms. Yeah, Did, wow. I had crapped out. You crapped out all worms? sorts of intestinal like big ones. Like night crawlers or what? Like yeah, they were, no, they looked like uh, centipedes. Oh. oh, it was horrific. That was the that first dream. so weird. I feel like that's, that sounds like a dream that you would make up for a movie. Like no, that, that no one would actually have that dream. I had that dream. And then a few days later, I had a dream where, I, I guess they're both morning bathroom dreams. I woke up, went to the bathroom, standing, leak, taking a leak. It, it started uh, bright blue. The urine was bright blue, mm. and then a few seconds later, bright green, and then bright orange, and then bright red. It was a oh. rainbow of colors in succession as I... A very progressive urination. But, but disconcerting. Yeah, a little bit. So those are my dreams in Iceland. I like those dreams, though. You know, I, that, the first bit that's on our Instagram story right now, that decapitated snake head falling into the pit, mm. it's from that movie Dreamscape. Remember that movie with Dennis Quaid and Max von Sydow and Christopher it's Plummer? Not from the Battle of the Kate Capshaw, no. Battle Beyond the Stars. It's from Dreamscape. It's where a psychic he learns to link minds and go into people's dreams. It's badass. So the highlights of Iceland: three hundred thousand people in the whole country. In the whole country, yeah, two hundred thousand. You covered that. Two hundred thousand in Reykjavik. I did in my field report. I'm sorry. Um, very manageable city, great city, fun. And once you get out of it, it's like you don't see it. It's just awe-inspiring wilderness. Anyway, you hot pot. You got to hit the hot pots. It's, there's so much geothermal activity. There's all this intensely hot water coming up out of the earth, and there's just people create hot tubs in their backyards mm. with a hose. And it might come out like at 150 degrees, and you wait a while, and then, and then you can get in it. Wow. And then they have some very celebrated, the Blue Lagoon is like a, it's like a, a famous hot pot. It's a giant. It's huge. And it's blue because there's silica in it. <laughs> and you, it's very touristed. It's the most developed tourist attraction in Iceland. Um, but it's worth it. And fun to just soak in a hot tub, big giant. Did you do your due diligence? Did you wash your crotch and feet? Yeah, you got, you got every in? time you got to, I'm sorry. Every time you got to uh, clean your nethers. And so... Not a lot of nether cleaning happening at the Naked Hot Springs. Oof, probably not. Probably <laughs> a different vibe. So, yeah, it's, it's the Norse version of that. It is. You know what else? Like, the weird thing, too, is there's those sponge, <laughs> those sponge noodles all over, like, next to all the outdoor pools Ooh. and in the main pool. And you just... Ooh. I, I was using them because I don't... Like, who cares? In your arms? You... I was sitting on one. Oh, oh, that's not right. And I'm sure I wasn't like the first person to actually sit on one. So no, I'm sure you weren't. But you know what? It's uh, it's developing my gut flora. So <clears throat> whoa, sorry. Off All right, mic. continue. Well, at the Blue Lagoon, one of the things they do is they dredge up the silica. It's just white mud. 
mm. that you can just put on as like a little face mask. Were you masking? I masked. We, we walked up and got the mask, but a complete idiot, right? Male idiot. Like instead of getting a guy like and putting it on like this, I got a huge amount, closed my eyes and just rubbed it all over my face. <laughs> and then the water's salty. So I'm trying to get it off my eyes. Ooh. And my eyes burned for Oh, there three, was your three hours. I there had, was your I, American tourist moment. I had mud in my eyeballs, plus trying to rub it out with salt water. Completely nullified the success of you navigating the streets of Reykjavik without. So you got a hot pot because that's also where you meet. We had lovely conversation with locals. Yeah, we we're just sitting in the sitting there soaking. Like, oh, we do this all winter. It's how we get through the winter. Like swinging locals? You talking? Oh, they're very nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I will close with this quote from Bjork. I like this quote. I read it already. The United Nations asked people from all over the world a series of questions. Iceland stuck out on one thing when we were asked what we believe. 90% said ourselves. Oh, I think I'm in that group. Hardy people. Bjork is in that group? Or are you saying you think Bjork. you're in that group? How think, about you? Are you in that group? I think, uh, no. I want to be in that group. Oh, so sad. I want to be in that group. If you want to be in that group, decide you're in that group, man. So like you are Irish. You don't have a, you. You got German blood, right? I'm German, and then I've got equal parts Swedish and Norwegian. Okay. And okay. Then about an eighth of Irish. Mm. All right. Well, you're getting close. Well, Iceland. I think <laughs> you don't is like what? Irish blood, man. That was. <laughs> mm. I like Irish. Have a hard time convincing me of that now. Great trip. Yeah, that was a very concise trip update, Mark. You reminded me. There's there's something about you. It's Icelandic. Yep. But you're nearby. You, the Icelandic people are very um, g- genetically similar. It's an like island community. I think, I think a lot of Norway came over at one point, but I don't know. And I may be Irish, too. My brother used to work at the airport years ago, and so he could get flights anywhere. This was back when you could get a lot of free like buddy passes. And so he and our friend Tanner went to Sweden. I think it was Sweden, or maybe it was Norway. They went to Scandinavia. Kind of bummed around, and then one night they were there. They were at a bar, and then I think this happens. They said this happens a lot over there. After the bar closed, there was just a guy with a dolly out in the parking lot that had a huge amp on it, and he was just playing dance music. And so I think he just started walking with the dolly, and people followed him, and hmm. they just kind of had an impromptu rave. Hmm. But they said there was this guy there who looked identical to me, like dancing and raving, but they said he had like my posture and he looked just like me, and they it kept oh, freaking yeah, him out. Posture, yeah. Because they thought at first they're like, "What is my? How did my brother get here? Like it was that real?" For Why do you have any back pain with that insane posture of yours, kids? Kids. All right. Why does it say demystifying episode seventy six? I don't know if we really need to. It was just a a new format for Natch. A lot of segments. Mm. A lot of uh, strange overlays. We had a musical interlude. I think you liked it. I did. I enjoyed it. You want to get more segments in the mix? Yeah, there's one coming today. What? Oh, not really a segment. Just uh, some interstitials. Just randomly appear, right? I haven't heard any sound hawk. I know, it's kind of weird. Did you take them all out? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. It's probably because you pulled it last week's. Well, whatever. I know what I'm doing. It's not because I pulled last week's. you do, don't you? I do. What? I'm very cunning. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah, we got a lot more. Okay, so to clue in the listeners, looks like we have one, two, three. They don't 
give well, a yeah, shit, man. We got three Let's little up going. fronts, three little up fronts, then we're going to do the book club, and then we got four stories? Yep. Oh, boy. We'll offer a little uh, sojourn. Okay, with an intermission. People. Yeah. Sojourn. Mosquito neuter? Why did I write that? GMO mosquito. Just oh, yeah. by eliminating the standing water where the mosquitoes that carry dengue and other diseases like Zika breed. Piranacaba. That's in Brazil? Yep. Argentina? I think it's Brazil, isn't it? Piracacaba was able to have the number of dengue cases during the 2015-2016 dengue season compared with last year. But in the areas where the GM mosquitoes were released too, cases of dengue fell by more than 90%. They take I know. the male mosquito, mm-hmm. they GM him, yep, so that he's sterile. Ass. <laughs> Maybe. So he's sterile. Then they release him. He goes out and they ma- he mates with females. And he's not sterile. He can have offspring, but they die. But they're, they die as soon as they're born. Yep. I saw a little news so piece the big, on this. Yeah, the big question is: Should they're talking about it in Florida? Mm-hmm. Doing it here? They did this first trial and with great success, and now they need to do it bigger to see. What do you think? I like it. You like it? I do. I feel like anytime you meddle with the food chain, you're kind of asking for trouble. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in this case, it's worth it. Mosquitoes are fucking annoying. Mm. And they're dangerous. Yeah, but if they disappear, we'll be happy. We'll be sad, birds. There's other bugs. Okay. We'll just, we'll release more mayflies. We'll genetically modify some mayflies to kind of fill the void. What do you think about that? Or are there birds that, like, part of their appetite is for actual human blood, do you think? You know, they've evolved to eat mosquitoes because they also have the the taste for blood. You got any tips for getting rid of wasps nests? Uh, Do you want a tip or no? Well, I've got two, and one of them was under a window where I could actually get hit the nest and get it off. The other one? I don't know. It's just a noise, man. Keep talking. It sounds like it's someone in the house. This is some shit in the alley, bro. knives in the kitchen. The other one is under a fence post. I can't get to the actual. Mm. I have to do something. I've sprayed it. Oh, yeah. Now, my Spray latest. should work. What? Well, I sprayed water on it. I don't have the right kind of. Oh, I buy that super toxic, nasty, like sprays of 50-foot stream stuff. I had a wasp oh. nest right out that window under a brick overhang. Sprayed the shit out of them. Massacred a wasp <laughs> family. Well. Like a fucking killer. The. Here's the deal, though. That. Here's your tips. <laughs> you do it, spray them in the evening, because that's when they're coming back after a long day of wasping, uh-huh. and they're sleepy. And, if possible, leave the desiccated nest there, because then other wasps won't repopulate. I, They'll be like, ooh. This is so sad. But bad I scene. That's true, mm-hmm. because I, I, did, I don't have that. I had some bug spray. <laughs> You're trying to kill wasps. Well, like so I had to like, get right up on it. They're so programmed to do something in this nest, right? That they don't even know you're there. Yeah, and they're like focused. I, sp- I sprayed it, and it dazed them, and a few of them were straggling. And I did kill one, and it's like you know half of its body was there. And like a half an hour later, another one came and picked up half the corpse and flew away with it. Whoa! What the fuck? I know. That's why I feel bad when I kill them. Remember the what story? What is that? Is that, that like I, I'm going to go eat it or my fallen comrade? I have to go bury him? What is that? I don't know what they do with the bodies. What does Desmond say about that? Remember that one time that there was like that wasp oh, that yeah. kept coming like back yeah. from the dead and it stung me? 
Ooh, yeah. I respect wasps. Yeah. But I do fucking kill the shit out of them, too. Well, I may have to borrow that stuff, because I... What I did last night was put a bunch of dirt over top of the opening where they were going in to get into the thing. You may have to borrow my wasps, right? Well, I guess I'll go buy some. You go buy your wife some fucking batteries. Okay. And you buy some, some wasps, right? GMO mosquitoes are coming. I don't know how you're going to stop that if it works. Yeah. You're not too worried about it. Par for the course. Yep. Food chain be Can damned. Can they crisper some bees and make them more resilient, you think? Just Details. On, that's my new name for Defay. Details. details. If we could get another details with Defay, that'd be great. Well, Defay. She's on board with this. Uh, oh yeah, she's anti-cleanse regimen from Andy Bellotti, who I've talked to. Great. Great brain in, nutri- in nutrition. What's that doing for us? For He's, me, he, he sort of recognizes the compromised status of the dietitian and how Coke and all these other companies do a lot of sponsorship and kind of tell them what to. Yeah. Good for him. He's got his head on straight. He does. What does he say to do? Uh, I wrote down, fuck the hype. <laughs> Trust your gut. Mm. Guided by common sense. Mm, close. Cancel all cleanses and detoxes. Yep, fuck the hype. Abandon the idea of alkaline diets. Fuck the hype. Skip past or mute food commercials. Fuck the hype. Delete the everything in moderation mantra. Fuck the hype. See, I think that one clashes with you a little bit. I don't think I've ever said. Maybe I've said everything in moderation. What? There's. It's a. It's, it's life. Like a power saw. All you have to do is shut that window. Go shut it. All right, I'm gonna go shut the. Oh, oh. <laughs> you cannot be trusted with equipment. Go ahead. No, I'm gonna have to. Everything in moderation. I don't think I've said that. And if I have, anyway, well, all he's saying is. Wow. Stop. Tyson diet. Yeah, no. Reminds he, me of Tyson diet. Which he's like, saying the problem with everything in moderation is fast food marketers can use it to say, well, yeah, you can eat a little fat. Don't get those near the... Jeez. Everything in moderation encourages people to eat junk food in moderation, too. Yeah, there's some things that you don't even want in moderation. Like ultra-processed, barely food. De-enlist from the nutrient wars. I think that falls under... Clean out, the your, hype. clean out your shelves. That was referring to like fad diet books. Fuck the hype. Question miracle and superfoods. Fuck the hype. Scrutinize every nutrition headline. Fuck the hype. So far I'm nailing this. A better way to think, this is quoting India, a better way to think about food. Frequent daily foods, i.e. vegetables, whole fruits, beans, nuts, and seeds. Yep. Occasional weekly foods, dark chocolate, popcorn. What? And once in a blue moon foods, donuts, cheeseburgers, fried foods, brownies. That way nothing is forbidden or demonized and nutrition science is acknowledged. Congratulations. We made brownies last That's night. common had sense. like seven of them. I guess I've got to wait for the next blue moon to come around. Yeah, no more brownies for you for a while, dude. Chimpanzees and monkeys have entered the Stone Age. This is you. I didn't read it. Oh, one thing I wrote about with all these like fad diets and things. We're ruining our intuition and instincts. We don't trust ourselves to feed ourselves. Yep. We've been all the programmed got by all this addled. advertising yeah. and processed foods. They programmed us, yeah. Mark. Yeah. They've turned us into robots. Fucking marketers. Robots. Marketers, yeah. I know a thing or two about that. <laughs> yeah, I think you do. I'm kind of proud that I don't. Tell me about <laughs> these chimpanzees and monkeys. This was a really long article. I didn't read it. 
And there's a hat tip to Genesis BPO. I'll tell you all about that, too. So oh, chimpanzees in the Stone Age. Throbbing gristle. Have you heard of that band? So this article came by way of... Hold on, i got to open the doc. Genesis, read the name. Genesis Briar P. Orridge. Yeah, we follow her on the Twitter. Or, I'm sorry, not her. Uh, third gender. So we follow this person on Twitter. Third gender? I believe that's um, the preferred descriptor. Of her account? Of just her. Hit him. Her. Him? This person. You can't use those pronouns is my point. Oh, my God. See, this is, this is, this is where it's changed for me, generationally. I'm too old to like You're adjust. To wrap your head around to that. transgenderism. I can't. I don't know what to do. Come on, Granddad. It'll be. All I right. don't know. It happened to me up in Boulder. I saw was. Oh, it was the Spiffly team. They were like, "Yeah, my friend's kid. Like he puts on dresses. He's a boy." I'm like, "Really? At age four? He's like, "Yeah, some kid. Yeah." Well, he looked at me like I was a racist. Well, it's a very insensitive reaction. Well, I didn't know. It's hardwired. That's no, fine. I'm trying. Just try and squelch the hate. Considered maybe not voting for Trump. Genesis Briar Porridge. The, P hyphen orridge. Uh, yeah, P orridge. Uh, have you ever heard Throbbing Gristle's music? No. It's kind of experimental soundscapey. It all sounds, sounds like good. a psychedelic panic attack. Mm. My, my roommate in Chicago, I remember, had a Throbbing Gristle record, and I would sometimes like listen to it in the dark, maybe after smoking a little grass, <laughs> just kind of... Let it take you to weird places because it would make your wa- your mind wander in such strange directions. But I got this uh, I got this record, uh, the God Person of Industrial Music. That's a record or a band? No, no, no. Genesis is called the God Person of Industrial Music. Okay, so wait a minute. Genesis is a actual human being. Yes, who makes music. It, a singer at one point made music as Throbbing Gristle. It was a band. Genesis was part of the band. Yep. Now, Gen- and Genesis is also in a band called Psychic TV. And but and is Genesis is known as the God Person of Industrial Music. Yes. Do we have a personal relationship with Genesis? Not really. Okay. Other than I really like this Psychic TV record from 1982 called "Force the Hand of Chance" that's being reissued. It just came out on a reissue. What did you just say? Oh, 1982 album. Okay. Called Force the Hand of Chance. The band is Psychic TV. Genesis okay. is in the band. God, this so is I've been so listening un- to it a esoteric. lot. Esoteric. Such a hipster move. Not, not really. Look what I found. This obscure. No, I didn't find shit. Movie. Dude, no. Psychic TV came to my inbox from a publicist. Okay. And I was like, damn, this is really good. It's like Animal Collective. And then I'm like, oh yeah, Throbbing Gristle. I remember them. So, and then I start following the Twitter account of Genesis BPO because uh, I find that. Sh- uh, the God person of industrial music has linked to this article about chimpanzees entering the Stone Age. <laughs> Back to the lesson at hand. That's where you kill your darlings. What'd you call it? Icarus? You, uh, easy Icarus. Easy Icarus. That was an easy Icarus. Well, not really. I'm just eh. explaining why I found this story. Okay. What does the story have to do with food news eventually? It has to do with Naked Ape, dude. Okay. And actually, it has oh, to do with... Oh, leading into book club. Let me get my book ready. Tools that allow us to eat. So West African chimpanzees, they're passing their stone-based tech. They use rocks to open up nuts and shit. And they've been passing them down to subsequent generations. So it's like they're teaching this skill, this technology, right? That's the entrance into the Stone Age. Chimps like bigger stones than early man did. God. uh, (laughs) What? I'm listening, kind of. What is so funny about that? (laughs) Nothing. 
But there are like a lot of Stone Age primates. You got your capuchins and macaques. They use stone tools as well. Mm-hmm. So it's spread across the evolutionary tree, which is okay. interesting to me. And this article makes reference to a, a study that we've referenced in on this show. I don't know the episode, but there was a study where they tried to like kind of get chimps to think that they were cooking food. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the chimps preferred the cooked food. Now, I haven't read this article. But I saw it today. Hmm. I'm just going to throw it in the mix at you. Okay. Oh, nice. Nice sound, Hawk. Nick, oh, Nic- Nicola Davis, not Nicola Twilley. Okay. On The Guardian. STIs, which I believe in England would be what? Sexually transmitted infection? Ooh. Ooh. Wow. You took this to an interesting place. Is that place. what that means? What? Are, are chimpanzees getting in STDs now? What is the I? It's got to be infection, right? Oh. STIs may have driven ancient humans to monogamy, study says. Mm, interesting. Okay, Desmond. Well, anything that strengthens the pair bond. <laughs> no, I, don't, I think this might run counter to Desmond. Although, look at this it lovely graphic. Whoa. <laughs> Maybe that should be our show. What? Oh. Uh, no, that's that looks like it's from a Roger Corman sci-fi movie. That is weird. To tell you the truth, the clam, the clap, and the pox are rarely linked to romance. Ugh! Yuck, dude. What's the clam? I mean, I know what. Uh, Maybe it's like a, a bearded gonorrhea? clam. Gonorrhea? I don't know. But new research new research suggests they may have helped drive humans to monogamy. Wow. Interesting. Anyway, Not really, I think it's. Fascinating a bit that chimps are, have entered the Stone Age. And listen to this. That's almost some like One little exogenous take. event. It's not that we gradually figured out, oh, we need to eat meat and raise our young. It's like, nope, we got a lot of people getting infected. I don't think Desmond Morris is saying that we figured this out. It's just like we got, it started to work better. I can't, I can't have as many, uh, I can't bone as much as I was before because everybody's fallen dead. I'm going to stick with this one. I think it could be a combination of things because he also talks about how it's important to reduce fighting in tribes where like the men all have the ability to use big sharp weapons. And it's like they're just going to fight and someone's going to get a little hurt. Like they're going to fucking kill each other. That's not good for the population now, is it, Mark? No. One more interesting thing from this uh, chimpanzee article. One more or one? Just one little takeaway. Chimp hands. be the first. Chimp hands have changed more than human hands over the past few million years, but not their brains. So, I mean... The reason that they're they're kind of stalled out on stone tools is their brains aren't aren't evolving at the accelerated mm. rate that humans did. So they're sticking with the kind of crude rocks to smash shit tool. Awesome. I don't know if a chimp has yet used a rock to smash another chimp's head in. I have have se- you seen two thousand one? Nope. You haven't seen two thousand one? Nope. Oh man. I have seen footage of is it the capu- little capuchin monkey where they take the. They take the rocks and they like throw them down at the nuts to break them open. Mm-hmm. It's really kind of cute. It's called the Stone Age, dude. We were there once, too. We're finally at the book club. How many minutes in are we? 39 minutes. Oh, we're going to crush this. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. So we're, we're reading The Naked Ape by noted zoologist Desmond Morris, the controversial we, classic of we, man's origins. We got through the sex chapter rather unscathed. Yep. God, there was so much detail about like it's a it's a very dirty chapter. The average length of this and how much rubbing of this and like kind of unnecessary details too. Like yeah, though ejaculations have been recorded in boys as young as eight. Like who <laughs> is recording that? What kind of twisted shit is going on in the labs? I but I did find it. Of course, you compare, right? Um, 
Uh, ooh. Swollen breast patches in a shaggy-coated female would be far... I don't even know what that is. Are you in the rearing chapter now? No, this is back to sex. Oh, okay. Well, so we're on chapter three, rearing. I guess we didn't have like a... Actual uh-huh. discussion about chapter two, but we both even when about she it. has stopped growing through her monthly cycles. In other words, when she is pregnant, the female remains responsive to the male. Got to keep the pair bond strong. This too is particularly important because with a one male, one female system, it would be dangerous to frustrate the male for too long. A period it might endanger the pair bond. It could. Men are fucking let's stupid get that, animals. Let's Come get on. that message out. Rearing chapter three. I like this chapter. Here's the first thing that really... I read it. And I, and I can remember when I read this 20 years ago, this was the one thing that really stuck with me, the importance of the heartbeat. Mm. The sound of the heartbeat. Mm. The fourth that, trimester. Yeah, the, the naked ape, when they're breastfeeding their young, tend to hold the head on the left side of the body, so they're closer to that heartbeat. And it is not has nothing to do with your handedness. Nope. Because both right-handed and left-handed mothers do this. And he even talks about like studying uh, near that heart because I don't think the fourth trimester was an idea that had gained prevalence during his time. Probably not. Now it is. But he talks about like uh, what? It is interesting that when 466 Madonna and child paintings dating back over several hundred years were analyzed for this feature, 373 of them showed the baby on the left breast. Here again, the figure was at the 80 percent level. Like that's interesting. It is. That you're seeing a representation of this in art. But, and he also talks about like self-soothing people's behaviors when they're nervous and need soothing. They kind of rock mm-hmm. at a heartbeat pace. He thinks that music, it, that like rock and roll music, comes from that tempo and that <laughs> pulse. Yeah, but didn't, the best part is what he said. And even the, what the, and isn't it interesting that the music of today with the kids these days, beat music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it says beat music. Beat. It is now called beat music. Maybe that's why EDM is so, it's just getting down just to that heartbeat. Yeah. So, I, to me, that's really Although, interesting. What would your heartbeat have to sound like if you were... I'm thinking of a... Oh, God. Is it Lil John? Who does turn... Turn, turn down for what? Turn down for what? Yeah. I need to go see the doctor. That's what it sounds like. All right. So <sighs> I didn't have a lot on rearing. I read it. I liked it. You got nothing, huh? Well, I mean, it it that it, it wasn't. It didn't have the juice of the sex chapter. <laughs> to me, it's got some more telling things in it, though. Like when he talks about that, the importance of crying as a, as a he got God, feature, he goes and so how deep crying, on crying turns laughing, into laughing, turn into laughing, and the function of laughing smile. versus smile. Like he basically says, you know. Babies cry out because they feel like they're in peril, and then they and can't, that it takes three to four months to actually recognize the well. They can't see features until about three to four identification months. Identification of the mother, yeah. Which is he does have that moment where he's like colicky babies. He kind of dogs. On, he's, he's like basically, it's all in your basically head. moms who are freaked out, and well, your baby can interpret it. Well, it just perpetuates the cycle, is what yeah. he's saying. Because you're high strung, the babies need your presence to be one yeah. of like uh, patience and yeah, good luck. Yeah, you don't want to upset the mother of a colicky baby. I wouldn't go talking about this part at dinner parties. You know what I'm saying? You might be right, but that's tough. It's yeah. just a that's delicate, a jagged dance. little pill, <laughs> isn't it? But he talks about how crying, like laughing, becomes important once the baby can actually see the mother, because then the baby laughs, and like laughing becomes this thing of like 
there's still danger, but now I'm comfortable because you're here. Like it's still, yes, there's, the there's still an anxiousness so, to laughter. Right. It's laugh, like he looks at laughter in a very different way than you're accustomed to thinking of it. It's not pure joy, really. It's like a balance of joy and terror. And smiling, too. Smiling becomes necessary because like you can't like just walk. If you meet someone for the first time and start laughing at them, they'll think you're manic. So the smile is like a toned down version of the laugh. It's saying like, you are new and unfamiliar to me. And part of me is a little nervous, but I'm smiling because I, I feel optimistic about our meeting. Sounds like you were doing something there. What'd you say? You've got to be kidding me. He also talks about smiling between mothers and babies is like our, our version of fur clinging. Cause you know, newborn chimpanzees can just, uh, cling to the fur constantly they're always close to their mother in that way but our babies like flail around like they're trying to grab it fur but they can't quite grab it so the smile becomes that connection the hugging the fur clinging the smile forges that connection between mother and baby it's the imprinting and I, he talks about how like once whatever that is whatever that dynamic with your mother once it's imprinted on you it's set for life so uh, I'm just surprised that... Um, just looking at Instagram. What's your... Uh, and imprinting like kind of messes us up too because... What's your... If I'm the sound hawk, what are you? Do you have a name? The professional. Oh boy. The guy who doesn't put his uh, cans right on the <laughs> microphone. I'll just do this. We can't forget to edit that little bit out. What? That scream with the feedback. Oh, no, nah, you gotta leave it in. Fuck that. It'll hurt people's ears. Yeah, you never edit anything out, but that you're going to edit out? Something that would make out. someone's ears bleed, I'm going to edit. I'm gonna we did a whole episode that made people's ears bleed. This is a little different. This Greg. was very shrill and unexpected. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm listening. No, you're not. We're done. I heard all of that. You're just playing you covered, on your it, phone. It was a short chapter. It's like I'm, it's like I'm podcasting with a teenage teenager. Look <laughs> at you. Yeah, I just added to our story. It's Great. fun. You're okay. Fiddling around on your phone. Well, it, when's this segue, this uh, interlude? It's this coming psychic now. I'm okay. done. Yeah. Thanks for making this book club so special, Mark. I'm ready. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Next no. chapter. Next week. Chapter four. Exploration. Yeah, cue it up. Sometimes just drifting in this simple world Like a country dream asleep to discussion the numbness of content I see you smile Drifting like a country stream My little girl, precious and pure As I fall back into softness and sleep You caress me with simple love You possess me with simple love You caress me with simple love You possess me with simple love Place becomes time, space becomes mine And always like this robe Green like a country dream You surround me And cover me Protect me and caress me With that special simple love Sometimes Just drifting Like a country stream Precious and pure I see you smile The sweet discussion of this simple word The numbness of content Drifting like a country scene As I fall back 
Something to softness and sleep You possess me with simple love You caress me with simple love You caress me with simple love You possess me with simple love Place becomes time, space becomes mine And always like this road Green like a country dream You surround me And cover me, protect me And caress me with that special Simple love A much needed interlude Psychic TV just drifting Lovely isn't that nice? That's the uh, that's what third gen- third gender. What? How's that connected to the third gender lady guy? Person? That, the god person of industrial music was the one singing that song. That's that person's band. Oh yeah. Anyway, it, it's a good record. It's all over the place. Like it's not all just like that. <laughs> it's all right. You got my head spinning. I know. I like it. Uh, the link, if you want to purchase that on vinyl, limited edition of a thousand. The link is in the Google Doc. Subscribe. Hi at natch dot is. Text food, me. Food Just news. Me. Food news eventually, and we've reached that part of the show. Finally, the food news. Yeah, you're leading it off, buddy, with this. Uh, hmm. Oh yeah. Tell me about Ryan Lochte in Brazil. Have you read the article, Mark, that Michael Pollan is calling the best piece of food journalism this year? I have not, but I think Michael Pollan and Mark Bittman... Agree on that point? I think so. Yeah, I've read... This is like a little novella here. It was so long I gave it to you. It was very kind of you. Remember that seed story you gave me once? Mm-hmm. It was <laughs> not this long. It was not this long. <laughs> God, that story was brutal. Welcome to Brazil, where a food revolution is changing the way people eat by Bridget Huber, the nation. Mm. So, I mean, this is an expansive look at Brazil, Brazil, like the food policy and like the food situation there. The like adjustment. Okay. So I guess I'll just jump right in. I don't know if we're going to really cover this whole thing. No, but keep going. What are you in the mid 1970s? What are you sitting around for? What are you interrupting for? Tell me to get going. I start going. You interrupt. Because you don't know. Because you're, you're tentative. You don't have the solid goods to deliver here. Oh, I got the fucking solid goods, you yeah, son. you got like 700 quotes I'm not going to look at. I don't want you to look at them. I yeah, want don't you to read all shut those. up and listen don't to them. Don't read all those quotes. Holy moly. In the mid-70s, less than 3% of men and 8% of women in Brazil were obese. Today, almost 18% of adults are obese. Uh-oh. And more than half are overweight. Uh-oh. It's according to the Ministry of Health. And the rates of chronic diet-related diseases like diabetes and some cancers have grown. Because we're bringing them fast food and... Ultra-processed foods, man. Yep, all right. Taking away, like, the tradition of cooking and eating together. You're welcome. We made your life better. Yeah, so listen to this. Exported American ingenuity. Eat it up. Here's a juicy quote about how capitalism just takes over, right? The local food system is being replaced by a food system that is controlled by transnational corporations. Damn. Carlos Montiero, professor of nutrition at the University of Sao Paulo's School of Public Health, says. Montiero, who takes a broad view of nutrition, says this dietary deterioration doesn't just harm bodily health, but also the environment. Local economies and Brazil's oh, rich nice, food traditions. Good systems thinking from Carlos. Yep. Bravo. Yep, yep. But here's the deal Brazil is a bit of a two headed monster, man. 
Yeah, oh yeah. You're, you're reading these quotes like a champ. I am. I'm paraphrasing sometimes too. Uh, so on one hand, the government has invested heavily in industrial agriculture, making mm-hmm. Brazil one of the largest exporters of soy and beef, as well as the mm. top user, user of pesticides on the planet. Oh no. Glyphosate. Ow. Glyphosate. 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 I think I might have got that one right. I think you did. Over the last dozen years or so, though, Brazil has also made huge... Glyphosate. Glyphosate. Huge progress against poverty and food insecurity while supporting... Can we supporting... start a band? Let's call oh, a God. band called Glyphosate Glyphosate. Gly- Glyphosate. Or just call the band Glyphosate. Or Fosate. Glyphosate. Glyphosate. Okay. Our fate is tied to Glyphosate. <gasps> I'm with you. I'm listening. Do that. Do that part uh, over. No, I'm not. Uh, so, but here are some some focal points, some some crown jewels, if you will, in what's happening with food policy in Brazil. Are you ready? They have a school lunch policy. I want to know the good stuff. This is, is the stuff? goddamn good stuff. Okay, all this, right. They have a school lunch policy central to addressing hunger and poverty. Uh, it's an example for the world. That's that's the big <laughs> quote about it. Okay, students get healthy meals while family farmers who are often at risk of poverty themselves, get access to a huge and consistent market. Okay, they're sourcing real food from family farmers mm-hmm. for the schools. The I cooks like are making almost everything from scratch. Scratch cooking. Cut up big slabs of meat, use Whoa. chickens, no, Whoa. very few ultra-processed ingredients, even bullion cubes are verboten. Wow. Yep. Uh, Brazil has inscribed the right to food in its constitution. Mm. Yeah. And a lot of their nutritional guidelines focus on the pleasure that comes from cooking and sharing meals, and it frankly addresses the connections between what we eat and the environment. A lot of people point, a lot of people, I think, is that the dog making that little tap dance? Okay. I don't really a lot care. of, a lot of, <laughs> stories burying you. Um, uh, yeah. Lack of, lack of a cohesive food policy. And how can we get to that point? There's all this noise and movement in the U.S. about healthy food and organic and natural and all this stuff. And it's like, but it's not a cohesive, it's not like it's baked into the Constitution. Well, here's something that our policy does not do at all. A big difference between the Brazilian and U.S. guidelines is the way they handle the question of sustainability. Mm-hmm. Brazilian Guide defines healthy diets as those that, quote, derive from socially and environmentally sustainable food systems. And it warns that family farms are being displaced by industrialized farms. Uh, it also addresses beef. It doesn't criticize the meat industry, but as strongly as it does ultra-processed foods. But the guide encourages a diet based mainly on plants, mm-hmm. which is a big deal in Brazil. Brazilian beef? Are you kidding me? Cool. Beef. That's what's for dinner. Or for your school. Comida. Comida. Slab of meat. Yeah. But anyway, the U.S., we don't have any sort of sustainability guidelines. Built so why is this the best piece of reporting just because it's so long and exhaustive? Pretty much. It talks about, I mean, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of shit going on, all right? So then you also have a new president there, correct? Yes, you do. I don't know. Uh, so so it's a, their it's last a, president got ousted. It's a double, right? it's a two-headed monster. On the one hand, they're So you've got the food industry really. growing. It's a brick nation. Mm-hmm. Great. What are the brick nations? So they're growing really fast. Brazil? You can guess them. R. Why? Let's just keep going. I. What? What's the I? India. C. Wait, what are you talking China? about? China. R. Russia. Got it. Burgeoning middle classes, yeah. economic growth, global scale. I don't know if that's happening in Russia. No, this is brick old. Brick All right. old. All right. Well, they're acting president. I'm trying to wrap my head around this. So there's a trying double, to help you, but two-headed you're just monster. Me. 
on the one hand, they're getting more obese, and there is this industrialized system, but they are so you, the, the, who more advanced than we are at fighting that impulse by baking it into the Constitution, school meals, good stuff. Close. Okay. The two-headed monster is that they have very progressive policy. Okay. But the other thing is their food industry is digging its heels in and fighting it. Their food industry? Like their, yeah, food. Like in, the big ones. The big food act. Fighting. Like the, are fighting against a lot of these reforms because they're cutting into the bottom line, man. Mm. So how's that any different than us? Because they have guidelines baked into their... Okay. Okay. Well. Like their government has guidelines that address sustainability. We, we have do guidelines? Not. My plate? Let's yeah, move. That doesn't help. Okay. Um, like for instance though, but listen to this. On a hot afternoon in the industrial city of Gurahulos, Gurahulos, Maria de Lourdes Cojelo huffs a little as she pushes her cart up a steep grade. Cojelo is a door-to-door saleswoman for Nestle, mm. one of about 6,000 nationwide. Makes me think of Herbalife, too, but there's a lot of Herbalife. So, yeah, they give these poor people some food to sell. They can sell it to people on a payment uh, program. <sighs> really? But it's up to the vendors, the little individual Holy vendors, shit. to collect you know that what? money. God damn it, now that I think about it. Back in the day, <clears throat> when mm. I was king-making, etc., we used to laud, well, we didn't laud, but Herbalife got a lot of love or got a lot of uh, accolades for revamping their business model to what in essence is sell their shit. Nope. In these developing markets, they couldn't sell a couple hundred dollars worth of powder for the month. Yeah. They'd sell you what, $2 for a shake at a drink at a little, oh God, oh, boy. At, a new, at a club. You go to a little nutrition club on some strip mall type thing, go in, get your shake, socialize and leave because people could afford $2. But nobody there could expend the big... You know what? Fuck these people. Well, fuck which people? The poor people? Yeah. Adjusting the model to like prey on... Oh, oh well, yeah. That's insidious. I don't like it. I'm not a huge fan. Nestle selling door-to-door on payment plan for processed food? Yeah, for like yogurt Are you kidding shit. me? I'm not kidding you, Mark. That happens. Oh, my God. So there's real progressive things happening there, but then there's also some real problems. Real world some real opposition to this payment plan for processed food yep well, i'm glad you found a takeaway <laughs> something to get worked all right about. so that's a startling piece of journalism but it, but is there a sense from the story that like they're they have a chance at this is nestle going to just swallow them up or are they going to keep their slabs of local meat in the schools sort of thing they've got the policies in place maybe they can fight it I don't know. It would probably help if countries like the U.S. would, would start implementing guidelines that include sustainability measures as well. I got depressed. Create a, All right. a rising tide. Good job with that one. Thank you. Thanks for sending me Mine that. Mine was much easier. Yeah. Poop pills failure. Poop pills. Surprise failure shows that the microbiome is still a mystery. Ryan Cross, Technology Review. Is it really a surprise failure? You bet. Everyone thought the poop pills were... Well... Yeah. Powerhouse. The human microbiome remains a mystery. That is the hard lesson to take from Series Therapeutics' shocking announcement today. <laughs> shocking. Can't get over it. That its experiment in using gut bacteria to treat a deadly infection has failed. The theory here, people with C. difficile, very difficult to treat. You throw antibiotics at it to try to kill it. It also kills all the good bugs and lets the C. difficile proliferate. What happened? Am I getting too loud? You're not on camera. You don't need to be so expressive <laughs> with your a, hands. I thought there was an Instagram story. Yeah, this isn't a stump speech, so you don't need to so knock the C. it diff- into your so, mic. So what do you do with the C. difficile? It's tough. 
and you end up just whacking people with antibiotics and their guts are compromised and that causes other problems. So, yo, fecal bacteria, thumbs up, works. Poop, right up the pooper. Healthy poop, up the pooper. That's what you should have gotten on the Instagram story. Um, so they try to put it, in, that's kind of icky. You put it in a pill, you isolate the good stuff, get rid of the bad stuff, like take out the little strains of C. difficile that might be in there. Everybody's got a little bit, I think, right? You know, it goes around. A little bit. So you put it in a pill, it's okay, we're going to do a trial. Boom. Fecal transplants work. Pill? No work. No work. Seer 109 surprising flop is a humbling reminder of the microbiome's complexity. But even if the treatment had Wait, been so you're successful, saying I should get a fecal transfusion? Its creators would have been hard-pressed to present a concrete reason why. Let me get that up-the-butt finger one more time. Many microbiologists have called for a healthy dose of skepticism in microbiome studies. Its potential may be great, but for now it looks like the good old-fashioned fecal transplants still have the drugs beat out. <laughs> good old-fashioned fecal transplants. Just like your grandpappy used to do. Just another lesson. You need that. You need a messy stew. You don't need an isolated pill. That's right. Yep. So All right. There you go. Very compelling. Tell News me about out of the shit transfusion world. <laughs> yep. You know we've talked about that a lot, right? Yeah. Like you go get a, a poor person shit oh, enema, yeah. right? You want the you want the shit from like we not the indigenous tribe. We want the uncompromised shit or we want the young shit. We want the shit of oppression. And then for the business venture, we want the celebrity shit. That was more your deal. You really I wanted some of Leonardo DiCaprio's shit. Come on, in the masses. I mean, I'm not saying it's good for the world. You're just saying you do it's... not think that people would buy Taylor Swift shit. Uh, I think they would buy it in oh. beaker loads <laughs> just to get it in their ass. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, Come on. Why don't you get in on that? You know, man? the sad twist of fate would be there. Probably it'd be like there'd be a healthy market for teenage girls to. Okay, easy. and then and that's because they but their biome's probably a lot healthier than the old Taylors. <laughs> she's she's an old. They're putting hag bad shit into the good shit. They should just leave their shit alone. The allure of the celebrity. <laughs> what am I doing? I don't know. Speaking of shit infusions, rethinking dessert by Mary Beth Durkin. This is from National Geographic. Does this have anything to do with shit? With nothing to do with shit. Oh, okay, I mean, good. you nice shit segue. it out. Good, got it. Renowned nutrition scientist Walter Willett is fed up with dessert. Oh, boy, I like it. He's fed up. He's fed up. And I, maybe there's a pun in there. Maybe he's eating too much and he's all full. Hmm. Yeah, let's find a picture Not of Walter. Not all desserts, just the bad ones. At the vast majority of restaurants, there's nothing but various combinations of refined, refined flour, sugar, and unhe unhealthy fats on the menu, he says. As opposed to what? A kale smoothie for dessert? Well, no. He's, what he is doing is he's issued the three-ingredient challenge. Mm. He says, next time you're at a restaurant... Is that a book I can buy and put on my shelf? Not yet. you got to fuck the hype on that. This is just a little, a little homegrown movement. Okay. When you go to a restaurant and you, and you, do, you decide you want dessert, you tell your um, server or whatever. No, not going to happen. Some chefs love this shit. You say, can I issue the, the three-ingredient challenge to your chef? Like, <laughs> I mean, you don't have to make such a production of it, but you could just say, can the chef make me a dessert... With with dark chocolate, fruit, and nuts. Can I issue a challenge to the chef who's been like sweating for the past eight hours and is just dying? Hey, I love it. All, all right. I know is uh, back I in, like it. No, I, I, say it again. Can I issue a challenge? And what are the three? Uh, I like a dessert with dark chocolate, fruit, and nuts. Okay, because those are all like healthy things, or there's health, healthy attributes. Oh, I see. What Walter Willett calls these the three pleasures. 
He calls them the three pleasures. That's not. That's a that's, little creepy. I think that's mouth. But all right, stump speech. Quit moving your hands around. Um, here's the thing, though. When I when I used to work at Dining Out Magazine, I remember I interviewed the chef at Linger, a very famous local restaurant, part of a famous restaurant group. But he was telling me that he loves it when someone comes in with an obscure diet restriction. Like okay. he loves it. It's like a challenge for him. He's like, oh, shit. I think yeah. that's a healthy attitude. Well, his attitude too. He was the one who also said something I haven't forgotten. That like his goal, like anyone can make pork belly taste good. It's easy to make bacon craveable. He mm. wants to find ways to make healthy foods craveable, like vegan foods. And they they actually have a new restaurant I want to try out. It's on Tennyson called Vital Root, I think. It's all like kind of <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? God. Very, very man watcher, baby. Vital root. Take a look, pivot on my vital roots. Well done, Linger. All right. Uh, so anyway, I think there are chefs out there, my point, that okay. that would heartily accept this challenge. All right. So Great. He, he hopes to create a dessert movement where, you know. So he what, just wants a healthy up dessert. Got it. And if you want to join the challenge, you can upload your photos on the Instagram with the hashtag oh. three. That's the number three. Not Settle three, down. Three for dessert. Who's this? Walter Willett. Settle down, Walter. Or tag them on Twitter. No, this is a National Geo Settle food. down, Nat Geo. At Nat Geo Food. They're in on the on this, uh, hashtag game. Too. We ain't doing this. Oh, you're not going to post something, huh? You don't no. want to play along? I'm gonna. I'll, put, I'll do an Instagram story for him and say three pleasures, nuts, fruits, dark chocolate. You got that wrong. Why don't you say three pleasures while, you know, fondling your nipple or something? Yeah. All right. Well, that would be the fourth pleasure. All right. One more. All right. We got time for one more? Well, you got to show me the fourth pleasure first. Could you stomach Huel, the food whoa, of the future? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Show me the fourth pleasure. Right there. I didn't say scratch it. I said caress it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh-huh. Could you stomach Huel, the food of the future? Carol Cadwallader, The Guardian. Now, bear with me for this. This I'm going to read this opening quote, and then right. it'll go quickly. But this opening quote really delivers a punch at the end, okay? Okay. Bring us back to that Iceland saga. I have a friend around for lunch when I mix my first batch of Huel. I have laid out Gozlem, Turkish flatbread stuffed with spinach and feta made fresh minutes earlier at my local Turkish bakery and prepared a Greek salad bursting with tomatoes, cucumbers, and parsley. Then I mixed the huel, one part powder, sorry, nutritionally complete powdered food, Mm. to five parts water. I put it in the beaker they've provided, shake it until it's mixed, and then serve it in a glass. What's that, says the friend? That, I say, is the future of food. She sips it and makes a face. Is it supposed to taste like that? It's a good question. It claims to be vanilla flavor, but it's like no vanilla I've ever tasted. Cloying, artificial, incredibly sweet. The texture is of a thin suspension of powdered grit in water. And then there's the aftertaste, which manages to be both sweet and bitter and lingers unpleasantly on the roof of the mouth for several minutes. What do you think? It reminds me of the medicine I had as a child for bottom worms, she says. Bottom worms? End quote. Yeah. That's not what you want in your product review, right? It tastes like tapeworm meds. For an opening article, for a long opening uh, uh, lead in so the what? So Guardian. So this is like some sort of uh, soylent of UK? Very, exactly. He claims to be early, whatever. It's the soylent of the UK. We know this story inside and out. But it give, gave me an option, gave me an opportunity to do a meanwhile at Soylent, 
and tell you about their new products. Oh, yeah, they have like a coffee. Well, drink. so let, I'll start with the bar, which have you seen? Here it is. Food bar. Look at that marketing. Food bar. Looks like generic beer. Yeah, it's they they are very consistent with their marketing and packaging. And if you're in on that vibe, I think you'd love it. Uh, with only 250 calories, Soylent Bar makes an excellent snack or small meal with a macronutrient breakdown of 38% calories from lipids, 43% calories from carbohydrates, and 19% calories from protein in each bar. Who? who? Lipids. Fats. I know what a lipid is. Providing one-eighth of an average adult's recommended dietary needs. So it's a small meal. Two bucks a bar. What do you think? It's a decent price point. It looks like a... What are those called? Those power bar. Yeah. I'm guessing it's the real chewy. Yeah. I don't know. Two bucks a bar. Coffeeist. Yeah. Made with real coffee. Each bottle of coffeeist offers a comprehensive nutritional profile with the added benefits of a caffeinated beverage and rich coffee flavor. Coffeeist also includes 75 milligrams of (laughs) L-theanine. Thank God. Per bottle. To promote relaxation. Althea without drowsiness, and works in concert with caffeine to boost cognitive performance. Three bucks a bottle. Wow. That one? I think that's a home run. Coffeeist? It's getting rave reviews on the the social media. You take, I mean, because we had the Soylent, right? And that, I I wouldn't go so far as medicine for bottom worms, but it had that It was about that good. (laughs) It didn't taste great. But uh, what I'll say is I thought that, that one of these type of companies couldn't come up with a worse name than Soylent, but Huel, they've done it. <laughs> Human plus fuel. Huel. Uh, sounds like gruel. Like, Coffee is though, I mean. That's, that's good. That sounds a that's, little. That's smart, man. There's you get your coffee, and it's, you just drink that, it's your breakfast and your coffee, done. There's something elite. It's like bulletproof coffee, but without and don't the you cholesterol think it probably spike. Tastes, I bet it tastes better than the. It might. I bet it, that's Soylent with a little coffee in there would be. It's not, it's not going to pass muster with um, TW Rads. Yeah, what what would though? He won't even drink cold brew. That dude won't drink. I don't know anything about it. I think that might be a home run. I might. I, would you buy that? I'm just not like I'm. I'm not going to order it online, which is what you have to do, right? You do. You probably order a case for. I'm old school. I shop at the store. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, you are old school. I buy my box of Vega One bars at the store. When I'm shopping for groceries, I'm texting Dirty Lemon. I'm online with Soylent. You, you feel me. You're on Amazon. Yeah, shopping for cheap supplements. What do you... Okay, I think we're done. It's I'm good to be to, back. At least, yeah, it is good to be back. I think we're going to hit our stride here this fall. Kids will be out of the house like every week. We can just deliver the food news you want eventually. That's what we do. Food news eventually. Every week. This we, is the best food podcast on the planet it? Earth. Whether you know it or not. Exactly. And now you know. Give me a... Okay. (laughs) Give you what? You don't want anything? I'm good. All right. I'm going to give you some music to carry us home. See you next week, 78. See you on Instagram stories. Hit the mic stand a couple more times. Now we're out. There we go.